Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Welcome back to From Beyond. I'm Cindy Riggs, and with me is Jeffrey Jones. Thanks for being with me again. Glad to be back as always. So we're con- continuing our commandification, commanding manifestation discussions mm-hmm. on my newest book. And the last two podcasts, we talked about the blocks, the things that we do or choose that block our process, block our progress, block our success. And it's not fair to just talk about blocks and not talk about how to resolve some of those. So that's what I'd like to talk about today. Sure. How to resolve some of those. And the chapter is actually called prepare to be a powerful command fester. And of course, commandification means commanding manifestation. If you're not familiar with the law of attraction, I do explain it in the book, but we're jumping forward to here's what will be helpful if you want to not only get rid of your blocks, but be a powerful creator of your life. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, the first section is love yourself. Yeah. Now I recently had a client say, I don't know how to love myself. And some people don't know what it means. I remember when I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. So the first sentence, well, the second paragraph, it says, Loving yourself means taking care of your own requirements and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. It means making <laughs> it means making your own wellness, happiness, and inner peace a priority. This walks right into establishing boundaries with other people. Mm-hmm. So you're not being a people pleaser instead of pleasing yourself first. Correct. So that's the love yourself, which speaks to the self-care movement that's been happening for some time. Mm-hmm. Was there is there anything you'd add to that before we move on? Well, as as we've talked previously, like it, it to me, it has to start right here. It's it's got to start with having value for yourself. And again, going back to love, fear, like the universe wants you to love what you're creating. It wants you to love the choice you made in this, in this lifetime you chose like anything that goes against that to me just doesn't make sense. Like I understand that it happens, but like, it just doesn't make sense as a choice as a free will choice to say, I'm going to hate myself. Now there's a whole bunch wound into that. And again, we aren't dipping into the world of saying this is for, you know, us to, to give you medical advice. Cause that's not it. But the whole concept of just, looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, it's like that old SNL bit where, you know, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and daggone if people love me, like, it's one of those deals where, Mm -hmm. like, it's okay to say, you know what, you are worth it, I do love you, and I am going to do what's best for you, despite what people think, or whether they're going to like me or not like me, because I made a choice to do something for myself, like, it's, to me, it's got to start right there, because if you are willing to make decisions, choices, that are in alignment with love in alignment with what your intuition is telling you. Like you can't go wrong. You just can't. Right. 
And it's that alignment piece that's missing. If somebody says, well, what is there to love about myself? Yeah. I'm a failure. I'm no good. I'm not smart. I'm, you know, all of, I, ha- I have all this evidence of why I'm, you know, not worthy, but what they're missing is that alignment piece, the alignment with the true self, because uh-huh. your true self is just pure joy and love. Right. 100%. And it has amazing, amazing intentions for your life. So what you're doing is you're listening to your mind, which Correct. I emphasize over and over in the book is that it's not the part of us that we ought to trust. No, the ego is a, a, a fancy, fancy talker for sure. Fancy talker, very, very manipulative mm-hmm. and convincing. 100%. But that's not who we ought to be listening to. Yep. Second section is let go of stuff. <laughs> now, uh, you know, if something's bothering you or blocking you, just let go of it. Oh, but I don't know how. We'll get rid of how and just choose to let go of it. Now, sounds simple. It is that simple. I remember uh, Wayne Dyer, one of his very early recordings. He said, this woman came into my office because this was back when Wayne was doing just hypnosis mm-hmm. with, with clients. This woman came in and she wanted to stop smoking. He said, well, I told her just to not put another cigarette in her mouth. And she was furious with me. He says, well, you are that powerful though. Mm -hmm. You don't need me to do anything to you. Right. He was trying to empower her with her free will that she could make that change all by herself. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if she did, but (laughs) hopefully (laughs) she did. But he says, you're that powerful. Now I have some commanding statements right here in this section. I command anything and everything, mental and emotional, known and unknown, that no longer serves me to leave me now and be replaced with light. Now I have my audiences repeat that after me. Mm-hmm. I speak it all. And then I say, now you're going to say it. And they say it and they say, I do feel lighter, mm-hmm. you know, like, because you're commanding it for you. It's most powerful. Yep. It's that simple. Now you also have to choose right. to let go. So if you command right. it, you hang on to it. <laughs> Yeah, right. And you might pull it right back. You confuse the universe a little bit. They're like, wait, you just told us and you're hanging. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And now you're like, well, I'm still thinking about this thing Mm -hmm. uh, that's blocking me. It it does take a lot of focus and self-control. It's all about self-control of the mind. Yeah. And like to me, one of the simplest things that you can say before you do this to let go of stuff is what about this? Can I control? And if you are willing to acknowledge that you cannot control something, Mm -hmm. then to me, it makes tons of sense that you should let it go. Now, simple things that I've talked about with kids over the years are what can you control about that person's behavior? Well, they said this to me, can you control them saying that? Well, no, or Oh, I'm going to go punch them in the face. Well, that's probably not going to control them. It's going to make them say more stuff or their friends are going to say more stuff. Like, can you control what they say? No. Is what they're saying true? Well, no. Well, then why are you not letting this go? Like, and it blows kids' minds. They're like, well, well, yeah, it's because you actually can do it that way. And that's 
part of the whole process of working with situations in schools where, and I like, I'm not great with the bullying term. Like it's just mistreatment of others to me. Yeah. But when repeated stuff happens, like the whole idea of dealing with somebody who mistreats you consistently is to not give them any energy. They'll stop. And unfortunately they'll go find another target because they're trying to fix their own crap. But the bottom line is when you're thinking about that, let go of stuff, can I control that? Like I talked, I talked to the guys in our program constantly about, can you really make that girl like you? Like, can you, right. yeah. like really you can't make no. somebody love you or like, yeah, like right. become the best version of yourself, see what happens. And if it doesn't like, there's somebody else who's going to say, I'll take some of that. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, exactly. it's, it's pretty simple, but it, it, when we say it's simple, we do recognize that it takes time practice and can be tough to do, but like, the best part is you have the power and the control to do it. Yep. You just right. got to choose to like, and not be attached to, to any stuff that, that comes with it. And like, I understand that it's sometimes tough when somebody mistreats you just to let it go because you want to say something back or you want to make sure you feel better about yourself. But like, if the shit ain't true in the first place, what mm, really? Okay. Right. <laughs> like, why are we giving it energy? Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to mention about this let go of stuff section is when I got to interview Dr. Wayne Dyer on my television show years ago, and he spoke about forgiving his father Mm. for abandoning his mother while she was giving birth to Wayne. He ran, he ran that day apparently. And after his father passed away, Wayne made the decision to go to the cemetery to completely forgive him. And he described how that act of forgiveness completely released his own negative emotions and it healed himself. So we have to remember that forgiveness is part of letting go of stuff. And it's not for the other person. It's for us. Mm-hmm. Now the raise your frequency section mm-hmm. is a bit detailed. And this is where I'm going to refer people to the book. Cause I've got this duality chart. We've talked about duality. The negative and the positive frequencies, the negative and the positive concepts. And I talk about raising the frequency. In essence, it is. To raise your frequency means think positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Think loving thoughts. Think joyful thoughts. Think gratitude. Gratitude is huge with the whole raise your frequency section. The attitude of gratitude puts you in closer touch to the source from which the blessings come. Mm-hmm. Wallace Waddles, 1910. Very nice. It's my favorite quote. One of my favorite quotes of all time. Mm-hmm. Because it is. If you think a thought of gratitude, I am grateful that I was able to get out of bed this morning. Then you're starting to pull in positive resources from the whole source field, from the whole unified field, Mm -hmm. from your guides, from the angels or whoever you think is out there. You're pulling in all of that positive energy. Like that's actually one of my favorite parts of journaling in the morning is I go ahead and make a list of things that I'm grateful for. Like I have a, I am grateful for section in my journaling every morning that I'm able to list things that happened, you know, either that morning, which isn't usually happening other than yes thank you for getting up this morning but the day before reflecting on the fact that i got to talk to a bunch of um, young people and their families for extended periods of time about something i'm passionate about like that opportunity was 
awesome. And not everybody gets to do that. So I am grateful for the fact that I get to do that on a regular basis. But it's cool to write it down because you are speaking it to the universe. You're speaking it to yourself. And I can go back and read it again and say, oh, yeah, that's something I can be grateful for. And that's part of that letting go process for me when I'm like, okay, what am I doing good right now? Let me go read some stuff and I'll remember right then. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of how awesome our life is and how awesome we are. Mm -hmm. The next section is separate the ego. And I provide a technique for that, which I'm very excited about. And that is a very, very powerful, simple technique that I've got most of my clients doing. (laughs) And I use it in hypnosis sessions as well. It's a very powerful ego separation technique. And when you look at that chart and when you understand duality, you'll understand the value of separating your ego. First thing in the morning, preferably. Now, the next section is tap into the source field. Source field is a term I use for the unified field or the universe or God or all that is Mm -hmm. or whatever you think that field is that we're suspended in that we are part of. So I am using the term source field, which I got from David Wilcock, the author. Mm-hmm. And I teach people how to tap into that. What does that mean? Does that, how, how do I know if I'm tapped into it? Well, it's, it's a feeling of presence. It's a feeling of inner peace. It's a feeling of being inspired from within And that's what I've noticed most people desire is inner peace, contentment, you know, confidence, which on one hand, confidence is a choice. And on the other hand, confidence, we develop by trusting our inner guidance. And so tapping into the source field is not necessarily outside of us because what is inside of us, our true self is part of that field, according to quantum mechanics well one of the things that you you have in the book here that i appreciate is the concept of becoming still and uh, for those of you who practice christian religion that is that is one of the um, things that is in the bible that is repeated often of uh, be still be because still that's where that. that inner peace comes from in order to go ahead and tap into in that case, God, or whatever you're happening to, to, to tap into in order to create that peace. But, you know, you were talking about uh, the Buddha speaking to you, one must be still and silent to create the space for peace. Like you do have to clear out some closet space for that because it's gotten cluttered, right? <laughs> peace right. does not come without the space. So you, you've got to let go, clear out that closet, create the space and be still. Right. So clear out the closet, meaning get your mind out of the way Uh by separating your ego Uh with the technique that I provide and letting go of the stuff that's blocking you, which sometimes I just call thought pollution that we're hanging on to or that we're carrying around with us. And when people say they feel burdened, it's mostly self-inflicted with their own thoughts and judgments and fears, all those blocks we talked about. Because unless you're carrying something really heavy on your back, I mean, I know it can feel that way sometimes, but 
the burden is really just conceptual. So I already talked about gratitude. That's the next section. Be grateful. Mm -hmm. um, and then change your beliefs. <laughs> I hear this all the time. Well, this is how I've always believed, or I was raised, whatever religion. This is how we've um, always done it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, is that working for you? It's yeah. not. Yeah. So <laughs> I always say the good news is there's no belief police. They're going to show up at your door and say, you're not allowed to believe that. Yeah. There are as many belief systems as there are people. Mm -hmm. And if something's not working for you, change what you believe about it. And we've already talked in other podcasts about choosing different points of view. Right. And if you can't find another point of view about something, choose to believe in divine order. Mm -hmm. I can't prove or disprove divine order, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's a thing. I'm pretty sure too. I'm pretty sure it is the driving force of all that is. Yeah. 100%. Like stuff happens for a reason. Like people like to use that cliche. It's funny how they like to say it sometimes and yet they don't believe it. Like that that to me is is odd because to me if you truly believe things happen for a reason, then this section of this chapter makes a ton of sense to you because there are plenty and we've talked about good versus bad and how everything happens that you put the judgment on it but like some of these examples that you put in there fired from your job do you decide that you're going to be miserable and that you're devastated or do you believe that that door closed so that you can go ahead and find another door it's open and maybe you're going to find something that's even better right well you've got to choose that path the path is laid out but again, free will, what do you choose to do with it? So if you choose to be stuck 10 toes down in the past, then you're going to probably feel some sort of way. But if you look at it from the perspective of, okay, this happened, what am I supposed to learn from it? Karma lesson. Like you can be, <laughs> you can be in a place to not have things bother you so much. Now, again, I understand if you lose your income source and you take care of yourself, your family, like that is tough as a challenge sure. but if you're going to see it as a challenge and something to work at overcome get stronger get better get smarter versus devastating and you know we'll never make it like there's a there's a strong duality there that is your choice it's not something that was done to you something done for you if you choose to change your belief system Right. And the next section is, believe it or not, own your free will. Mm -hmm. But you do have the choice. Yep. And in the face of all things that look like they're pointing toward devastation, you can still choose any bit of gratitude. I, I'm grateful for the tree in my backyard. 100%. I'm grateful for the sun in the sky. Shift yourself with that. Because yep. you really do have the free will to command a fest a new reality that seems impossible because i have not only seen the impossible become possible or what seemed to be impossible become possible i've seen my clients do it too yep. i hear all kinds of stories so that to me is proof that we can all do it because we all come from the same essence correct my favorite part of the on your free will is again whatever we believe is true Yep, that's right. Whatever you believe is true until you choose a new belief. 
Now, this section, this next section is use your imagination. So when people say, I want to learn how to have visions. Well, you've got to pretend having them. You have to practice with the platform of your mind's eye in order to know how to receive visions. I believe our inner guidance is giving us visions constantly. And all we have to do is tune into that mind's eye or to look inside. It's not going to look like a Hollywood movie. It's going to look, as I say, as clear as your kitchen looks to you in your mind right now. So using your imagination is a way to begin daydreaming about other possibilities. I do think it's worth mentioning. Like, I think there's a connotation with imagination of imagination typically is not true. I think it's worth clarifying that like what we're talking about right here is your creative ability within your mind. Indeed. How limitless it is. Mm -hmm. And rather than seeing it as fantasy or seeing it as a child's tool, like it's an actual tool that's given to you. Now, if you choose to use it, great. If you don't, that's your choice. But like even people who make things that benefit our life, like the cellular telephone, that had some imagination to it, right? right? Like right. they had to conceive this in their mind using things they know while using the creative part of your brain. So right. when I say I think it's worth clarifying, it's, it's worth remembering that we're not talking about a child's tool of, I want to be, you know, a princess in the Disney movie, blah, blah, blah. Like, and that's mm -hmm. fun and fine too, because that's, that's our purpose at that young age. Yes. But even as an adult, when we say, use your imagination, it's an actual tool that has led yes. to millions of different ideas, concepts coming into reality to make the world better. So instead of choosing to make the world better, why not work on yourself, get rid of the block. And by the way, you'll make the world better because the environment around you will be pretty cool too, right? Right. You'll make your world better. And I've had people say, well, did I just make that up? You know, like under, under hypnosis when they're doing a past life regression, for instance. Well, did I just make that up? And I'll say, well, were you thinking about that exact scenario before we started? No. Mm -hmm. Then who cares if you made it up? Um, if it's helpful information, then it's useful. Um, and our brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. Right. Well, and the whole the whole concept of saying that, yeah, I imagined it like you're, again, trying to quantify what you're experiencing. And that's a convenient way to say it rather than saying, oh, I came from source. Cool. Like it, it that's right. a that's a tough that's a tough hump for some folks to get over. They have to assign not blame in this case, but assign a, a reason, a meaning to it so that they can feel better about what just happened. Right. Right. That's right. Now, we don't care how you get there. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter to us. But the bottom line is, if you can choose to say, my imagination is a great way to come up with mm -hmm. X, cool. Explain it however you like, but use that awesome tool you've been given. Right. My very first teacher of all things psychic, Marty Sinclair, said, imagination is your most powerful psychic tool. Mm -hmm. So use your imagination. Absolutely. Practice. 100%. Being compassionate is the next section of this chapter. And 
in initially I'm thinking people would think, oh, compassion. Well, I don't have any compassion for this person or that person. But what compassion actually means, according to the Mother Mary and the Buddha and others I have channeled, is the complete and total acceptance of everyone and everything exactly as it is choosing to express itself without judgment. Mm -hmm. Compassion is honoring and remembering that everyone and everything is an expression of the God source. And that expression is divine, including ourselves. Yeah. So we do have to have compassion for ourselves, accept ourselves, and especially being compassionate for others. Well, one of my favorite ways that you say that is seeing people as whole, capable, and resourceful. Like, yes. there's no right. way of saying it, but I, I appreciate that over the years of, of how to be compassionate, where you see people and things as they are, instead of putting judgment on them. As soon as you put judgment on them, here comes the block again. Or right. you can be compassionate and say, you know what? I don't think I have the right to tell them to be this certain way just because I think I want them to be that way. Mm -hmm. Block <clears throat> on the yeah. floor in pieces. Right, really, exactly. Really simple stuff. Then in this chapter, I get into aligning with your soul and I provide a technique for that. Yeah. We do that technique today, but al aligning with the soul is going to be critically important to understand when we get to the next podcast mm -hmm. um, or if you want to be a powerful command manifester. So I will quote Vishnu mm -hmm. when I wrote my first book, Vishnu Speaks with the Hindu God Vishnu. It's a channeled book. So first of all, in the healing practice of Reiki, students are taught to always intend for the highest good of the client or whoever they're working on. So while I was channeling Vishnu, he stopped me in my tracks when he said, I do not wish to use the terminology highest good as it is weak and based in lower self thinking. Now, Vishnu referred to lower self thinking as ego. Mm -hmm. Okay, that part of our duality. It has the best intentions as a blanket statement, highest good, yet falls short because it includes the word good, which has programmed into it its opposite. Good is an illusion based in duality. Can you feel the difference between stating that you want your highest good or that you want that which is aligned with your soul's evolution? Yeah. And I literally flew back in my chair and I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> because that seemed to override all of duality mm -hmm. and go directly to the source. So I'm going to leave it at that today yep. as a teaser for the next podcast. When we really get into the uh, alignment, etc. the power, the really powerful stuff. Sounds perfect. All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate the opportunity as always. Sure. Thank you, listeners. The book is available on my website, cindyriggs.com. It is entitled Commandifestation, Commanding Manifestation, also available on Amazon and Kindle. And we hope you will join us next time. Thank you and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.